0: Today's daf is Kuv We are actually back at the bottom of Kuv Al. We're about 16 lines from the bottom of the Ahmed. We were dealing yesterday with the opinion of Rav. Rav made the following statement. He based it on a pasuk. He said that if you uh, make a claim, a plaintiff makes a claim against a defendant and based in, then adjure him to swear. He has to take an oath and based in, so once he takes the oath if you and you accepted the oath then even if Adem show up you can no longer hold him liable to pay. Which is a uh, difficult to understand concept. he seemed to base it on a posse. So we're going to clarify exactly under what circumstance was that statement made. Because we do have cases in the Torah as we're going to see that says, they say specifically that where you swore falsely and you have to pay. So, uh, how do we know you swore falsely? So, it's either going to be because you admitted afterwards or Adam showed up. So, but there are cases that even though you've sworn, you have to pay. So, that's going to have to be explained. So, Moshev Rav Nun Rav Amnun has a question on his Rebbe, Rav. Rav Amnun was a Talmud of Rav. So, he has the following question. He says, If five times you made the person swear... Uh, and whether the oath was taking place in front of a basin, or whether the oath was taking place outside of a the keeper alav, and the person denied, meaning each time, the person made a new denial. Some are shown to learn it, somebody in a different basin. The same basin wouldn't go ahead multiple times if it already happened once. But in a different basin, the person denied li- uh, liability and you made him swear again. So five times he swore. He's Chayv to bring the keren, obviously, is Chayv already the first time. But each subsequent oath, you have to bring an additional chomesh plus an additional carbon. He's going to have to bring, for each oath that he swears falsely, an additional, uh, a, an additional, um, khomish, an additional, uh, now, Shimon, Ma Tam, why would that be? I mean, if it already happened the first time, why would it be that he has to doubt multiple, uh, multiple times, has to bring an additional Korban as well, additional chomish, why would that be? So he says, He says, because the, when do you have to bring a Korban on an oath? It's on an oath that you're using the oath to deflect liability. Now, why is there new liability each time? Because in each case, you could have uh, admitted. And therefore, by admitting, you would have then uh, admitted liability. So you're using the oath to deflect liability. So each time you're using the oath to deflect liability then you have to pay, you have to bring a carbon. So each carbon is considered uh for the oath that you were deflecting your liability. Now, Digmara points out as follows. Let me just say what the question is going to be. The question is going to be, L'chorah, if Rav was right, that when you take an oath, you can no longer be held liable, then how can each subsequent oath be considered... A deflection of liability if there already is no liability after you took the first one, l'mi. Obviously, it must be that even if you sworn falsely, even if, if you swore, that's not a deflection of liability, and there could still be liability. And then there could still be liability. Each subsequent oath gives you're required to bring a carbon for. That's the question that Rav Hamnuna is asking now. It could be that he was a uh, aveda or. Well, 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 we're going to get into we're going to get into that. But the point that Mordechai is going to try and make yesterday the way we deflected such a question was we said it didn't have the full effect of an oath. Why didn't it have a full effect of an oath? Because one of two reasons: either because the oath was being made outside of Beis or it's talking about a situation. Now I I I interpreted this, I translated this incorrectly yesterday, so I'm going to correct myself. We said yesterday there's a difference between kafats and low kafats. So, yesterday I think I said that the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the person who's, who's required to swear is the one who jumped up and swore on his own. That's not, I looked again, Rashi doesn't learn it that way. Rashi learns Kafetz means that instead of you waiting for Beisdin to adjure the guy, you went and made him take the oath without waiting for Beisdin to make, take the oath. So Kafetz means that you, the plaintiff, jumped forward and made him take the oath. Point is though it's not considered the full force of the oath if it's not being done by base and if it's being done by you. But the more is saying that over here you can't give that you can't make those distinctions because over here it says. Basically, it says whether that it was, it inside, the, the five times out, whether it's in Basin or outside of Basin. So you can't say that the reason doesn't have the full value of fact because it was outside of Basin Because even one of the scenarios over here is talking about where it was done in Basin. And the second thing is, it says that uh, it, it says Allah. So Hijbiya Allah is mashma that the in were Mahai of him to take the oath. So you can't say it's talking about a case of kafetz either. So we have, it's talking about a full uh, the full force of the oath. So according to Rav, why should you have subsequent Corbonus after the first one there's no more liability? That's the question. That is the question. So let's inside and in this case, Kafat, Loimat, Ahmad. You can't say it's talking about where you, the plaintiff, adjured the person, you jumped on him and made him do it before Bezdin did, and that's why it's not an exemption of liability, because it doesn't have the full force of an oath, because Ishbi'a Allah Ishbi'a alav is the Bezdin were Machai of him. They put upon him the oath. Ben, chutzla based in, oh my, this You can't say he's talking about a case of chutzla based in either. Why? Because bifne based in, khtani. Because it says, ben, bifne based and ben, bifne, lo based So it's much more that we're talking about at least one scenario within based in. And still it says you have to pay five times. So who most of law umafarikla Rav nuno asked the question on Rav he explained it as well that's not a question let's start him ktani you have to learn it's not all one scenario it means we read it initially as like one scenario that the guy you made the guy swear five times and in any one of the following scenarios whether it's in-based and in, outside of based in whether it's based in of putting the oath on him or not no two different scenarios going over here it's two different situations his be alav it's based in, but based in imposed the oath. Except what happened is, when based in imposed the oath, where did the guy actually go and take it? He took it, Kutzla based in, which now takes away from the efficacy of such an oath. Such an oath, which happens outside of based in, even if it was imposed by based in, according to Rav, would not have the full effect. You don't, You don't lose all liability on such an oath. And the uh, so therefore that's that's one scenario. It be Allah, but that was the Baisdin. And in the case of where it happened in would <coughs> which give it some gravity. But in that case, it wasn't Baisdin that imposed the oath. Who imposed the oath when it was in Baisdin? Kafat the plaintiff jumped up. And adjured the person. We're based in Kafots. So basically, the point is, what Rav is, uh, what, what Rav I'm answering, that according to Rav, you explain the Braith. So The reason why there is subsequent liability on the uh, on on the uh, for other four oaths is because the oath did not have the full force to completely exonerate the person because either one of two deficiencies, either it was made. Outside of Beistin, or even it was made in in it was a case of kafats, it was adjured by the plaintiff, and it was not imposed upon by the courts. And there's additional liability remaining in each of those yeah, you're, you're really And if the guy would have admitted, he would have deflected it by not admitting, that's why when he takes the oath, he has to pay for the additional liability each time. Swearing at the next level. That's what the question started. Why is there so many swearing? Why is there so many sh- shuas? Again, it could be different Batei dinners that weren't aware of the previous ones, but the point is it's only Chai only a carbon on a schwer if it has efficacy to deflect liability. Right. So what All if right. the second one would have been done as done by based on in base, then would from that point on? That's correct. Yes. <coughs> Masiv Rav. Rava. Rava asked the following question. from from a Brisa. It says, this is now Rava asking on on, on, on Rav. The The case was a bala bias. Here we talking about the person who was a Shomer. And he was given an, uh, an object to watch. And let's assume it was a Shomer Chinam. So he was deflecting his liability by claiming what happened to it. Now, it was stolen. And he swore to back up that it was stolen. And what ended up happening was is that we find out that it was him, who actually stole it. So has gone up and because of the Nishba, and he swore, and then Hoda and he admitted to his uh, his 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 his, his, his malfeasance, to his, his his what he did uh, had done inappropriately. Uvo and what happens is after he admitted, Adim showed up, and they had proof that he was lying, right? Hoda, if his admission preceded the testimony of the eidim. So then, Mishalem Keren, which obviously he has to pay. Chomesh, he has to pay the fifth. And Osham, he has to bring a korban. But I'meshebo Edim, but if his admission was only spurred upon by the eidim coming, means the eidim came first and then he admitted, then it's too late in order to uh, deflect his Kefal obligation. Because Kefal, if you admit you don't have to pay kefal, but his admission is not counted as a full admission over here. Why? Because it happened after the Adem. So he's going to have to bring a kefal. He still is given the, because he's still admitted, he's still able to bring a carbon, except that's all he's bringing. The carbon, the chomesh, he does he is swallowed up in the kefal that he has to pay anyway. Now, the, the question that Rob is asking, uh. here you have a case where a person was, uh, there was an oath, and it had to be done legitimately in Beistin, adjured by Beistin. Because, for Tonton has gone up to be of it's only when it's 100% valid Shvuah. So the Shvuah had to be done in Beistin by Beistin. So you have a case where he admitted, I'm sorry, we have a case where he swore, and Adam came, and then of him the Keful. So, Lachora, how does that happen? According to Rav, if he were, he took an oath, that should exonerate him from any subsequent. Liability. <coughs> so it says in more of the Chutzla based in the You can't say that it's talking about whether it would not have the full force of an oath because it was either outside of based in or it was adjured by the plaintiff. It had to be done by the basin in in based in because It says that there's a Chiyuv Kefol which only helps with a hundred percent. By turn time, it's got over a hundred percent shvur. right? So therefore, so what do you have to say? So Ella Amar Rova Rova says the following. Tweaks. The following uh, tweaks have to be made to Rav's statement. Rav was not a blanket statement that any time you take an oath, you now are uh, have exonerated yourself from any liability. Why? Says that's not the pshat. Says Rav. Call Hoda. Any time you admit, the Gemara up to this point made the, was assuming that Ravah holds that your that Rav holds your potter. If you took an oath, and even even if you admitted later that you were false, you'd still be exonerated, because once you swore, you cannot say, so that's, that's not what Rav meant. Rav would agree that if you took a false oath, and then you yourself admit, your admission is going to create liability. Rav was never talking about that scenario. So I'm going Rav, Rav, It makes no difference what your claim was. If you had an object you were watching and you were claiming you said it was either lost or stolen it makes no difference if you swore falsely and then you admit so your admission is going to spark liability. There's no question on that. Right, so therefore, in such a case, Lo Shnaytans Lo Amar Rav. wasn't talking about that case. The pasuk says the pasuk tells us by a case where a person swore falsely and then admits they have to bring a kerana, a homish and a korban. So obviously, even after a uh, and not adim, after a false oath, if you admit. You have to, there's liability. So, Rob wasn't talking about where you false swore falsely and then you admit it. There, for sure, there's liability. Rob wasn't exonerating you in that case. Rob was only talking about a case where you didn't admit, and the way we know that you're of now is because Adam showed up. That's the case that Rob was referring to. Right? So, therefore, it's the Bait Shlumi Khomesh. That, for sure, you would have to pay a case of Khomesh where you admit it. And in the case of Toynton as Ghanav, now let's, now we can break it down. If what you swore falsely to is that you are watching something and it was stolen, you claim it was stolen, that also, there's no question that if Adam show up on a case of Toynton as the Torah says especially that you have to pay careful. So clearly in that case, Adam are gonna machai you even if you swore falsely. So in such a case, it's kind of, Rob wasn't discussing that scenario either. The Torah says, you have to be careful in that case. The Torah says it's a Rob can't say, you're a potter. So where was Rob talking about? Where was Rob discussing that when he says you took an oath, then even if adam showed up you're not going to be liable it was uniquely referring to not the case where you admitted and not a case of tontinas gana where adam showed up it must be referring to the other option what's the other option tontinas avat where it was lost if you're going to avad, where it was lost venejba and then you you swore falsely Hoda, and you did not admit because your admission would have sparked a different problem. What was your admission of spark? and <laughs> So you didn't admit. Ubo Adem, and Adem showed up. In that case, Rav says, we can't go with the Adem. The Pesach says, you're going to be potter. Once you accept the guy's oath, you're not going to be able to mechaive him. That is uniquely the case to where Rav says, you'll be potter, and Adem cannot be you after an oath. That is, now now we've like got a whole di- caveat on Rav's statement. It's not a blanket statement. But, the, the, uh, this is, now, this is Rav, a couple generations after Rav, Rav explaining what Rav meant. So, when Rav said that you took an oath, and then, uh, 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 you're going to be potter after you took the oath, he was not talking about two things. He wasn't talking about what you admitted, and he also was not talking about a case of Tolentana's Ghanav. Right, that's what, that's what Rav explained. Now, went Lishmaita He taught over what Rava had just explained, the way Rav explained it, he taught it over to Rav Ashi. So Rav Ashi was, had a problem with it. Why did Rav Ashi have a problem with it? Listen outside carefully. Rav Ashi said it's difficult to understand how Rava would understand the uh, explain understand Rav better than Rav's own Talmud Rav Hamnuna. Means Rav had a Talmud Rav Hamnuna that asked a question on Rav. Comes along two generations later, Rav, and is explaining Pshat in Rav. How could Ravah, underst- how could Rava have understood the opinion of Rav better than Rav's own Talmud Rav Hamnuna? Now, what's the point that's being made over here? Rav Hamnuna asked a question. Rav Hamnuna asked the guys, when a guy, when a guy makes an oath five times, Smash has to bring five korbanas. right? Now, what is the reason it said? It said is because he could have exempted himself from liability each time through admitting. Through admitting, he could have uh, could have deflected liability. So our question was that implies that because he took the oath, there was no liability, right? That that that's that's what we said. Now the of the answer would have been very good. No, because by admission, if he would have admitted. Then there would have been no liability. Meaning the point, the point is what, if Rob was right, if Rob was right, is that, that where you admit, then, then we admit there is still liability, admission still is liability, admitting to something still is going to create liability. That's what Rob said. By admitting, you could have admitted, and therefore you're using the oath to deflect liability through through your admission, right? Let's again. According to let's go back again. According to Rob Rava, Rava said that Rav never held that if you swore falsely and you admit, you're going to be potter. Because if you even if you swore falsely, but if you admit, it brings back It creates that. liability. That's what that's what uh, that's what Rob said. So our question was is that Lachora. Uh, so Rav Amnuna asked the question: Is how could it be you swore? And yet, subsequent you chayv a korban each time. What do you mean? I'm going to be chayv a korban each time. Why should I be of a korban each time? That that presumes that there still is liability. Why is there still li? Is still li- Why is there still liability? Right. That was our question. Now, the answer is. The answer could have been is because each time you admit, you create you create liability. But Rob, but but. But Rav Amnuna never took that as an answer. It means he held that, that that no, because Rav held even when you admit you should be potter. If you hold like Ravva, then Rav Amnuna's question doesn't start because Rav, Rav never said where you, uh, Rav Rav never said that where you admit there's no liability. He holds whether you admit there is liability. So therefore, it, the therefore it must be Rav Amnuna did not agree with that. Rav Amnuna held that even if you admitted there was no liability, otherwise why would he ask asked the question? From the fact Rav Amnuna asked the question, that shows that what Rav is trying to explain Rav is cannot be shot in Rav, because otherwise Rav Amnuna would not have asked that question. That's what the Gemara is trying to say here. So therefore, it says like this, so, Amar um, leh hashto my Rav Amnuna Rav. Now, Rav Amnuna, who was the Talmud, one of the primary Talmuds of Rav. The da Rav. And if you would have known that Rav holds Hoda, that if you are uh, then you are going to be liable even after Adam testified against you. And he's asking him a question from a case where the person could have been mowed. He still asked the question. Then Rav, and you're saying no, Rav never said in a case of Hoda. If Rav never said in a case where you admit that there's no liability, then why did Rav Muna bother, bother asking the question? Must be that Rav of understood Rav held that you once Adam, t- if you, um, once you swear falsely, if you accepted that oath, then you'll have no liability, even in a case where you admit. Otherwise, you wouldn't have asked the question. So, Amalei Rav Acha Sabal Rav Ashi. Rav Acha explained no. That's not the Pshat. Rav Amnuna is not disagreeing the way Rav understood. Rav Amnuna also understood that if you swear falsely, it's not complete exoneration. If you admit there is liability. The question he was asking from the case of the five Korbonus was like this. So, uh, so he said like this. He said, so, uh, Amalei Rav Acha Sabal Rav Ashi. Rav Amnuna This is the way Rav Amnuna was asking the question if you say that, that even if you swear falsely if Adam show up that you're still going to be chayev. so then because of this I understand that's how you're going to be a carbon subsequently each time you swear falsely because each time you swear falsely, you are deflecting liability. What liability are you deflecting? Because if Adam would have showed up after your oath, you wouldn't have been. You would have been Chayev. Since you would have been Chayev, liability still exists. So by swearing falsely, you're using the oath to deflect liability. That's, um, so therefore, because you, Adam could have shown up, and since Adam could have shown up to Machay of you, and therefore you, it was, you could have done the right thing without waiting for the Adam to show up, what could you have done? Retract. You could have retracted and admitted, and you would have had to pay, and instead what did you choose to do? You chose to swear a second time. Now I understand why you're Chayyab. But if you hold, if you hold that even if Adam would show up, then, and Rav's Shita would be that if you're, even if Adam show up, you'll still be Potter, so then the there's no liability and therefore and you can't say and therefore if I would admit what you're admitting to nothing if Adam showed up you're going to be putter, so there is no liability to admit to so therefore that was the kasha must be that you see from this that if Adam show up you're chayiv because if Adam show up you're putter, then there's no then there's no liability to even admit to so therefore must be that that's what that's why uh, now what are you going to tell me lechora. Uh, you, you, uh, but, but, you, but if, if you do admit, you do create liability. But over here we're talking about is that you, there was no admission. You had no admission over here. You just have what you sw- oh, your oath that you had sw- sworn falsely means at this point there is no liability. So there is no liability at this point. So every subsequent oath that you take is not swearing on something that you're using to deflect liability. So how could you be chayev for Subsequent corbonus, it must be that there is no complete exoneration of liability. That because you swore falsely, because you swore it doesn't automatically remove liability. That was the kasha that Ravam Nun is asking. So therefore, Elai Ahmad, Kiyotu, <speaking> Aiden, Potter, <Hebrew> that if you tell me that even if Aiden would have showed up, that, the, that like Rav says, you should be Potter, so then, Potter. <speaking in Hebrew> is it possible that if Aiden would have shown up, you still would have been Potter? <speaking in Hebrew> and we're going to say, that you have to make a carbon on something. Else. Why? Because if you would have admitted, admission would have created liability. But you hadn't admitted. Since you hadn't admitted at this point, are you liable? You're not liable. There's no liability. There's no liability at this point. How could you have subsequent carbonus? must be. There still is liability. Why is there still liability? Because swearing doesn't automatically... Exonerate. So, so therefore, you, you want to tell me, cause there could have been liability if you admitted, but hashtamia ala'adi, now you haven't admitted, if you haven't admitted at this point yet, so there is no liability, and Adam can't create liability, you're telling me, so why do so you have said, must be that there is liability, there is already liability, there still is liability, and that was the kasha that Rav Amluna asked on Rav, but the Meister Rav Mluna agrees, the maskona we're saying is like this, is when Rav said, if you take an oath, you have removed yourself from liability. That's not a blanket statement. It's only in a case where it's tone av- of uh, g- uh, g- uh, it's a case where it's tone as av- and you were not Moda. you did not admit afterwards to your uh, the falsehood sort of your so claim. Even if witnesses come, you're in, in that case you That's the unique case where your you're part. All right. right. Let's go by the person is watching an, an item, and he swears falsely that it was stolen so then if he then ate him show up, like we had before, that he stole it himself, so then he has to pay careful because he gets the status of a ganav. now again, the key over here is going to be it came to him, the so what turned him into a ganav? What made him like a ganav? That he claims it was stolen? Not just the claim, but that he backed up his claim with taking an oath. Okay. Tavach machar. Let's say that not only did Adam testify that this person stole it himself when he claimed it wasn't, but he actually barbecued it. Or he sold it. So therefore, once you're already changing him into a ganav, then he also should take on the other responsibility that what? Uh, then Tavach uh, HaMachar. He has to pay four and five for it as well. The of now what's the swara for that Sur Gior Abbas and the Rem Yochanan? He says makes sense. Toil the gan of Meshachem Tashlumah Kefal, a regular gan to be bekekefal and you tell me a Tarantan as of also could become like a gun of Meshachem Tashlumah Kefal, well ma gan of Shumatasham Kefal, Tavakamachem Meshachem Tashlumah Arba Chamisha, suggests so that the regular gan of can up the ante, if he sells it or uh, chefs or sells it, he becomes chive and down the hay. So to a Tarantan as gan of Bibi Gunner, Kusham Meshachem to Kefal, he pays the kefal, so Tavakamachem Meshachem Tashlumah Arba Chamisha. That is the statement made by Rab Yochner. Ask Gamora, I don't see the logic. It's, no, 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 it's a big chedesh, it's a big law, because I'll tell you like this. What's worse in, in the Torah's eyes? The guy that's tointan as Ganov, or the guy that is a regular ganav? Where do you see a reason to create greater, that the Torah considers, deals with it more severely? L'chorah, it's the regular Ghana. The regular Ghana doesn't have to swear to be liable. A regular ganav, he, he perpetrates Gneva, The Gnevah alone makes him into ganav. this Chayv Keifel, and also, he can turn into Bichay of Dalad Now, it's true. There's another part in the Torah that a person that is Kefal, but that's not just for claiming he was a Ghana. What did he have to do? He actually had to swear. Once you swear, you can be Chay of Kefal. Now, how do you know that that person also goes to the next level, that if he's Tavach HaMachar, he has to pay Dalad Vehei? Maybe it's only a regular Ghana that has to be paid Dalad Vehei, because a regular Ghana we deal with more severely. Because a regular to be Bichay of Kefal doesn't have to swear. A, t- a a a a a time has gone I have to swear. Well, the guy has to swear. Who says that guy is chayav d'al hey Maybe the Torah doesn't punish him as severely because he's not, he's, 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 we don't deal with him as strictly as we do with a regular gadol. So how can you just learn it out like a mama tina? Well, just as we see it by A, it applies by B. A and B are different over here. Seymour says, no, mahaled Ganev is worse. Shekein v'sham tashlumit keful shalom doesn't need an oath. Tomer, can you apply the same logic to a turn down as ganav? Shekein v'sham tashlumit keful, he doesn't, he would not pay keful unless he did what? El unless he swore. So therefore, how do you know he pays the halad v'shu? says like this, the way we know this, and this goes back to an earlier sugya that we learned. And Salamach Gimel, that there is there are uh, two Psukim in the Torah, they argue about it as are gonna see. One is as Imatsa uh y Tematsubi Yodagneva and Imloyam Matsub agneva." We have uh Imatsubiyadaknev Loya I'm Matsub but Agneva. According to one set of uh, uh uh one set of Tanoyim, the way to learn the Psukim I think it's Tanoyim is to learn the Psukim is one was talking about a Ghanev and one is talking about a Ton Tanas Ghana. So the fact that the Torah juxtaposed the laws of Ganev, to the laws of Tolentanus Ganev, what else can you learn from that Hekish? What can you learn from the Hekish? The Torah put the two right next to each other is that what applies by a Ganev Will also apply by a tone as Ghanav. and just a tana's ganav has become so, kalud veheh. So, so you're right. It's not from just logically from comparing A to B. It might not be such a logical comparison, but we have a hekesh. But A may shivan a hekesh. You can't ask a Svara distinction. The Torah is telling you there might be a distinction in swara, but we're putting it together anyway to teach me what. That a Torah does have the heart of the hay. So it says it more like this. Amri, Hekeshahi, it is a Hekesh. It's a, we're juxtaposing the two psukim that the Torah puts next to each other. Vayme Shivan al-Hakeshah. And you can't ask the logical distinction when the Torah makes it into a Hekesh. So says the Gemara, that only works according to one authority. The one authority holds that the Torah, the two psukim, one is talking about the Tontanus Ganav, one is the Ganav. But we had an opinion that said they're both talking about Tontanus Ganav and Ganav is learned from a Pesach somewhere else. Now if you learn according to that opinion, you don't have the Hekash. If you don't have the Hekash, how does Rabbi Yochara know? <stutters> Correct. So this only works according to the opinion that one of the psukim is talking about the Ganav and the is Ganav and the Tontanus Ganav. So sharper then it comes out good. El to the authority that held, hi im yemotze haganav im lo yemotze travayu both of the psukim are beton tanas ganav. So then myikalamema, how do you know that the <inaudible> hey beton tanas ganav? So Amri the bnei answered ganav <inaudible> haganav. <inaudible> the pasuk says im yemotze. What's the what's the full pasuk over there? Um, uh, in the, uh, what's, the, what's the pasuk? I don't know if it'll be here. Oh, in lo yomotze ha-ganav. The hey is extra. In lo yomotze ha-ganav. So lo yomotze ha-ganav, the extra hey. It's because of lo yomotze ha-ganav. Lo yomotze ha-ganav, to teach me that you give the to en ganav the status of haganev ganav thats chay of is My number says it's not what the poster is talking about. But there's a ribu in the poster to teach it to me. Okay. Vaita. Right. So, right, so basically, Rab Yochanan is basically saying, a time has gone if be subject to the laws of Daal of That's the rule we're going to be questioning now. So, we want to ask a question from a Brysa, which is very similar to our Mishnah, Ezra Rabbi Abel Yochanan. It says, What happens if a person has a Hechon Shori? So, the owner comes to the Shomer, and he says, Where is my ox that I gave you to watch? So, he says to him, Nignav. He says it was stolen. So, he's a Shomer Khenam, Nignav gets him off the hooks, but he has a right to make him swear. He says, Mashbiach Ani, will you take an oath? that it actually was stolen farmer Amein, and he says yes and then Adam show up. What do you mean it was stolen? We saw yesterday you made a barbecue. What does the mishnah, the bryces say yes has to pay? But Shammai yeah. will make careful. But one second, if he ate it, yeah. so he be chayev yeah. d'al vehe. says, ha ha ha. The yev yeah. shall possible that it's not possible to eat the kizais baster without having shechted it. So therefore, why is he only chayev careful for that testimony? He should be chayev d'al vehe. This is turned on as Ganav has swore. The katan of Mishnah tells him to be careful. Tells him to be careful. In Mishnah only careful that tells him that there is no doubt. The halay answers the Gemara is who says we're dealing with such a tzaddik over here. Who says he who says he shechted it? He shot in the head. Usually you, you know if you, you, you you kill the animal some other way. It's an availon an availon. There is no doubt that he. So says the Gemara. Gemara says that Hakhamai um, askin and kegane sheachla an availon. He ate it. It died on its own, or he killed it in another way. But that's why it's not chayiv d'al v'he. Say something like this. Why are you making a guy into such a rush that he eats the right? At least give him, the, give him the choice that he tried to shecht it and it became a trade It still would be probably, when we say, the ones assuming it would be a potter in Dalai, but hey, because if you shecht it and then you find you can't eat it because the lungs are damaged, whatever it is, but at least you're not turning the guy into somebody that actually eats the Someone says like this. Why didn't they answer for Rav Yochanan that there, that it's not a kasha? Rav Yochanan and Rav Akhlat Treifa says the Gemara because who says this goes like Rav Shimon? It might be go like Rav Meir. And according to Rav Meir, if it's a shechita she'ena reuia, if it's a shechita that you can't eat. But it's still considered shchita you tried to shchita, you did the, 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 I went through the motion of shchita. And therefore, for the trefa, you would still be chayef dal So we have to say, it can't be that he ate it as a trefa, it must be ate it as a nevela. Says the Gemara of Elishniley, Beben The Another way you could have got out of that it's not chayef dal ben Beben means if you shchited the mother, and the child, the fetus inside, comes out alive. That fetus, now, if it grows up to be, a uh, full animal is according to the Chacham it does not need Shechita why does it not need Shechita anymore? because the Shechita of the mother covered the child so this animal Taka you don't have to shecht, this animal does not need to be shefted. so therefore that maybe that's why there's no Dalai because you know, there's no Chir Shechita they cannot be a Chi of So again, you don't have to say something about a Rosh. I so say something about a guy. Okay, he's Rosh for stealing, maybe. But he's not a Rosh for eating the or even trade for. Maybe with a Ben Bakur. Again, says the Gemara, because it's going like Rav Meir. The Amar Ben Bakur, Torn Shkita. Rav Meir Shkita is that a Ben Bakur, you still need a Shkita. It wouldn't have helped you. So, <coughs> says the Gemara. <coughs> Again, why... Are we trying to avoid... uh we trying to give an answer... How you could be not... Why do you have to make it... the guy ate in a vela? Why couldn't Rabbi Yochan An answer like this? That we had in... Uh, we had the Salocha before... That if somebody was caught stealing... And he still has the animal by him... So if they already... The verdict was already sealed... And they said... You have to go and give back... The item that you have in your possession... At this point, the Kneva is done. It's signed and sealed and delivered. Now, you still have the animal by you. It's viewed, it's viewed as a Pekodon. We don't look at it anymore as... Once they've already created liability to pay back the... You're, for sure, you're now having to return an object that you're watching for the owner. The difference is going to be, if you turn around and slaughter it now, it's not considered to be a continuation of the original act of theft. It's considered to be like a like a Shomer or, 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 or the Adam, like you were, you 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 damaged the God, or it's like a new act of theft that you went and you were you, 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 you were like a goslin. But you're not you're not on that. The only time you're Chayav is that if it's an extension of the original Gneva. So says the Gemara, why can't we make the case over here, the reason why he's not of the Da'al ve'hei, because it already had reached a point where the verdict was lo, go give it to him. So on the Shechita that he ate it, it was not something that he would have been of Da'al ve'hei. So listen to why couldn't the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, answer where there already was an Amad Did on the previous transgression, the law and the base didn't already ruled the verdict was Tetein law, which is a final verdict. They don't retract on that. The based in a Set lo. so In such a case where the person slaughtered Potter. My time, why would he Potter if he chefed somebody else's animal? Why is he potter? Mishum came into since the court case is already concluded. So therefore Machar he is now act of new it's a new act of being of Gzela. gzela means we know you have it and you're doing it. So therefore that case is not a case of an extension of the Gneva, there's a new gzela And a Xala Lomashal lo Glasshalm Tashlami Arvah. If we only chayva talitim, chayva talitim, that means the proceeding is not complete, it's completed yet; it could still be retracted. Therefore, the gneivah is not done yet. So, on a chayva talitim, if it's tava macher, you'll be chayv dal vehe. My time. What's the reason? Because the verdict has not been completed yet. Akati gneivah, the gneivah is still open, and you can be extending it with a dal vehe. All right. So the Gmoner says, listen, I don't understand. Why do you need to come up with different answers? What's wrong? You're going to say, because he gave the answer of Nevela. He could have given the answer of Chayvatalit. I'll give you another bunch of answers he could have given. The point is, you don't have to give all the answers. All we have to give is one answer to avoid there being a kasha. So, you, so I, I don't understand your line of, of reasoning. Says the Amri According to your reasoning, why didn't he give another answer? Why didn't he give, I'm give, He could have given another one. We have an animals owned by partners and they steal it from someone. And then one partner goes and checks without getting permission from the other one. There's also no chiv of Because he's only chiv on his portion, and on a partial of ve hay. there's no chiv of So you could have made the case also, you know why there's no of the over here? It's because there it was partners that stole, and one of them went and checked without permission of the other one. So there's no chiv of ve There are multiple answers that could have given. We're only trying to find one in order to show why there's no chiv of ve in this case. When there's a le. you could have answered according to the your reasoning, then why didn't he give other reasons? He could have answered Bashutif, that's a partner, Shatab, Shalomida, without permission of the other partner, and there's no daal of hey. What's I that? Right. I what? I multiple things. So Ela, So one of two or three reasons was given, that's suspicion. Vita. Amra Khiya Barabo Am Rab Yohanan Hatowang Tainazganav. Ba'aveda here we have a situation. Till now we're talking about you were given an object to watch and then the guy comes and says, what happened to my item? And you claimed one, two things. Either it was stolen or it was lost. What if it wasn't given to you to watch? You found an object. You found a cow lying uh, running around in the street. And you took it in and now somebody has notified the owner that you found his cow. When he comes to you and says, let me have my cow... You she, say it was stolen. was stolen. It was stolen. Atontine is gone. The claim of Geneva was made in a case that was actually an Aveda. It means you were watching someone's Aveda, so it's different than a case of a Shomer. Before we had a case of Shomer, now you're watching it. You could have, perhaps, we'll see certain liabilities of a Shomer once you're watching someone's item, but your claim was over here that it was stolen. Again, the laws of Torentan as that you have to pay Kephal apply not only if it came to your hands as a Shmira but applies even if it came to your hands as an Aveda. My time, what's the reason? What is that based on? So it says, because the postage says like this, it says, I'll call for all liabilities, whether it be al-shur, al-hamor, al-se, al-sama, I'll call aveda. I'll Yomar kihuze. The pasuk that talks about the yichave kefvel uses the words I'll call aveda, which implies that the case of turning down is gone. If it's not only in the case of a shomer, <laughs> but it could also be talking about a case of an aveda as well. So therefore, it says I'll call uh, aveda. asher Yomar that he'll say kihuze. This is it. Okay. So asevei rav abba bar maml rav abba, the chorah. He's asking this. You want, the question is going to be asked. You're telling me that even if something came to your hands, not as a shmirah, but as an aveda, you could still have a din of tontana's Tan- Tan- ganav. So let me explain outside the question. Then we're going to read it inside. We're going to show a brisa that says what happens if somebody gave you something to watch when the person who owned it was a miner? The guy was a cotton, and he gave it to you to watch, and then. So, if he's a cotton, and then he comes to claim it from you as a cotton, and you claim that it was stolen, so for sure in such a case, there's not going to be a chi of Because if he gave it to you as a minor, and then... Uh, he claimed that. it as a... But what happens when the, Let's say he became an adult in the interim. So he gave it to you as a minor, and then he became an adult, and he's claiming it from you as an adult. Now, the claim as an adult is a good claim. The one is going to say, no, that even in such a case your potter from Kefal if you're Tauntanasgana. Because in order for based on Psukka we're gonna see in order to be a Khiv of Tointanasgana to be kick to kick in, it has to be that it was given to you both as an, an adult by the guy gave it to you as an adult when he gave it to you, and also when he claimed. So ask the Gemara, one second. Even if you tell me that if he gave it to you as a minor, it's not really considered giving the, giving it it should be no worse than an Aveda. Mm. So what do you see? That there is no Kefal by Aveda. Because if there was Kefal by Aveda, so even if he gave it to you as a minor, and then he became an adult, so the giving wasn't a good giving, but it's like you found it. So the Khara should be Kefal because of Aveda. That's the most question. So let's see inside. So, It says, attain ish. When a man gives over an object to be watched, ain't it cotton The giving of a child is not considered a giving, only if it's an adult. Ain't Elish cotton. Now I would only know maybe it's not considered enough to create the Chiyuvim if he gave it as a child and he claimed as a child. But what if he gave it to you as a child, and then the Tavakushu and then he became an adult, and at the time he made the claim, he already was an adult. Talmud Lomar. It says to the judges. The that says when they both come to make when the claim is made and based in, that's right next to the positive that says Ki Ish. So the reason why the Torah puts those two together to tell me that just as it's no good if you gave it to you as a child. It's still not good, even if when He's coming to base, then He's no longer a child. It's still no good. So therefore, it says, that's why Jatah poses it too. It says, You have to have the claim, <coughs> the giving and the claim equal. What does it mean equal? Shamke Echad means they both have to be done by an adult. Now, in Esau, if Rabbi Yochanan is right, that by an Aveda, there is a din of Kefal, there is a din of Tanitana, is gone by an Aveda, to have an Aveda. Why should giving it as a child be worse than an Aveda? And then, right? The reason why it's worse is because, you're right, if the item was still intact, when the claim was made it would be no worse than aveda but what happened over here was that the the uh, the perpetrator the guy who 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 was given the animal to watch consumed it when the child was still a child so therefore the animal is not here to give back so it's it's not it's not like the regular case of aveda and the claim is only being made while the child was a cotton, even though he's an adult now, but it was consumed when he was a cotton, and that's why that's when it would not be good. But you're right, if he was an adult now and the ad- item is intact, then it would be no worse in the case of Aveda And talking, there would be a claim. So Kushu So you're answering me like this. So therefore, you're telling me if he consumed it now, if he consumed it when he was a child. So even though the claim is making the claim now, but it's on what happened when the guy was. So then, then he can't make the claim. Fine. But you're telling me what would happen though? Let's say he came to me now as an adult and six months ago he was still an adult, and you consumed it when he was an adult, and the Chol if Adam can show up and testify to that, then you should have, there would be a claim, right? Avalkashu God, So, achenami Meshalem you would have to pay. So, if so, then why is the Bryce The Bryce only made one distinction. It says, if he gave it to you as a child, and he's now an adult, it's not good, Right? It should, no, the brizer should make the distinction of when the claim is made. The distinction really you tell me is not based on when the claim is made. The distinction should be based on when he consumed the item! Because you're telling me, even if he, even, even if he, uh, he consumed it as a child, it's no good. But once he consumed it as an adult, it's not based on when he made, he made the claim. What really comes out is when did you eat his, when did you eat his item? That's what it really should be based on. So, if so, Adatana, instead of teaching the distinction, is, that Nasina Shavin then in order for the claim to be a good claim, the giving and the claiming has to be done equally as an adult. That's not what the Bryson should say. What it should say is that it, uh, uh, that in order for the claim to be a good claim is not that the giving has to be at the same time as the, uh, with the same status. It's the consumption of the item had to be at the same time as the claim. He had to be an adult when it was consumed and when he's claiming. That would be a valid claim. But so from the fact that Bryson never wrote it that way implies that when this thing was consumed does not seem to make a difference. So Amale, you're right. We have to amend the to Tani, instead of saying achit tsvia and and nafsina kaachad, you should say achit daachila v'tsvia kaachad. In order for the claim to be a good claim, it has to be the consumption and the claim was made as an adult shavin kaachad Ravashi doesn't like the fact that you have to amend it, and therefore Ravashi offers a different answer to this. To, 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 the, to the to the question. So Amra, he says like this, you're making an assumption I don't agree with. You're saying like this, what was the question? If you find a lost object, somebody lost an object and you find it, right? So he never even gave it to you, you found it. You're telling me that if now he comes to claim and you claim it was stolen, the laws of Shmira apply in Yechai for Tontai and gone. So you're saying, so then how could it be if he gave it to you as a cotton... Right, and even if he became an adult later on, and he comes to claim it from you, so why over there would be worse than if you found it as if that was your I'll tell you it's different, because even when you find it, but if you find and it, it was lost by an adult, when you at the moment you find it, the Torah says it creates a, a, a liability, you are now as if he gave it to you. We consider like He gave it to you to watch. That's the liability here. You have a responsibility to watch it as if He gave it to you. Therefore, it's still considered like an adult gave it to you. But where a child gave it to you, it never kicked in the laws of Shmira. Because a child can't kick in the laws of Shmira. So even if it became an adult later on, it was not an adult that gave it to you. It's still a child who gave it to you. So it's worse. You assume there's no difference, but it is different. Because by Aveda, it's considered as if an adult gave it to you, because it's an adult who lost it. It creates the liability of Shmiro right away when you find it. But if a child gave it to you, the din of Smira never kicked in. So even if it becomes an adult, it's still, it's not, it's, it's worse than a case of where you lost it. You hear the distinction. That's what Drabashi wants to say. Amar, Don't compare it to a case of Aveda, because kaasya Mikach Vendat, by Aveda, it comes to you from an adult. So it's as if an adult asked you to watch it for him. It's not halfger. Vah- it's not halfger. He wouldn't have to give back. <laughs> so therefore, vahalo asya. But in the case of an ave, of what a child gave it to you, then ne- the Shmira never kicked in. Why? Because me, uh, because the uh, you asya It never came to you from someone that had das. So he says therefore, if you can make that distinction, you have no caution to begin with, right? You understand the difference. You don't have to. You have to, You don't have to amend it's the price. <coughs> <the> child. <laughs> I hear. I mean, but it, it, it's, I don't know if you're allowed to keep it, but the obligations of Shmira are not placed upon you by someone who does not have the capacity to do so. If, if a minor lost it, it went yeah. away, and then you found it... No, Chiv, you could keep it. Then it's but, like but, Hefgar. But, but, but the point is, you don't know who lost it. Okay. So the point, it comes to you... Okay, but when you do find okay. out retroactively who it is, then you have no liability. If All right. You know that this of liability doesn't that keep people from fulfilling the of um, because uh, I, the I You could say the I same thing about you could say the same thing about The string of liability. I don't want to keep kosher. No. <laughs> you have an obligation. You're on a, you're over an Aveira if you avoid looking at taking a person's object. Lo salomon. You're not allowed to turn away from an Aveira, You have a chiyuv to watch, to take it. Okay. You Can't say well. I don't want to do because I don't want the chiyuv. The chiyuv is there. Alright. <coughs> now this is a big kiddish. There actually are two parshes in the Torah. One is if I come to you and I say, I gave you my item to watch right? So till now we understood and you say no it was stolen so then I can make you take an oath on the item that was stolen and if we finds out that you saw a false you have to pay me kefal there's another parasha in the Torah I come to you and I say where's my a thousand bucks you owe me and you say I only owe you five hundred mm-hmm. so then mm-hmm. Rab Yochanan joins the two Rab Yochanan says that the parsha of that's is only if he was moda the shomer only admitted to part of what you were claiming so you say where's my pekodon right And you say is... What did you give me? You, I gave you five barrels of wine to watch. And you say, no, there's only three. You only gave me three barrels of wine to watch. Then you find out that he stole the other two. Then there's a din of of, 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 of But if cause kofer HaKol, if he said, I don't have any of your barrels, or you never gave me any of them, there would not be a Chi of Shvuah. There would not be a Chi of Toyntanis Ganav that you're Chai of Kefal. So according to Ab Yochid, in order to be Chai of Shvuah, and therefore subsequently be Chai of Kefal, you have to be Motiv mix of in the Parsha of Toyntanis Ganav. Tremendous Kiddish. Someone says like this. Let's see inside. So, I'm a rav Yochanan. <laughs> I told you, I'm a ganev, be pikodon, eina chayev, ve you only chayev, I told you, i you only chayev to make the shvua and to, to be chayev kevel, if it is a case where you denied part of the lie, of the liability, and you admitted to part of it. My timer. What's the reason? He says, because of Yochanan, says, smack in the parsha of shomrim. Right in the Parsha of the Shomer is the words Asher Yomar Ki huzeh. The words Asher Yomar Ki is the Parsha where you learn Motiv Miksas. This is all I owe you. The word Ki means this is it, that's all I owe you, I don't owe you anymore. So why did the Torah put that expression in the Parsha of Shomrim? It must be that even by the case of the Shomer, by Tontana's Tainas you're only chayv if you are a Motiv Miksas. So therefore, the Amar uh, kruk Ki huzeh says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan's understanding, plagues of Rabbi Yosef, disagrees to Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef. Yosef says, for whatever the reason is, and I'm sure there's a good one, is that Eruf Parsha is Khan. That this Psukim is a, is a mixture of partials. The expression Kiuzed doesn't belong in the Parsha of Shomrim. It's mixed in here, but really it, par- it belongs in the Parsha of Alone where you lent somebody money and you came back and he said kiush but it's got nothing to do with the parsha of motive nixas. Mob and am not in nothing the parsha with Shomrin. Means that the din of a uh, a person says by Pikodon he says that he's tone time as Ganev. There you're Chayev even if you were I not know. motive cover call Chayev as well. This expression of Kiyuse only applies to the special din of Mode Mixas, not by Milva, or by somebody but not in a case of a Pekadon. So he says, Eire parashiyos kosov kan. Not in the case of Shomrim anyway. Vechsikiv ki uzeh amilvahut achsiv. That's going on a regular case where you lend somebody money and you come back, where's my money? That's where in order to make him a it has to be a mode of a mikzas. My no amilvah. Says more, why, why is there a difference? Why in a loan there the din is that it's only a if it's a motive of mixtus, Whereas in the case where you ask somebody to watch your pikodon in the case of a shomer, there could be a case of kofra kol. What's the difference? So, Gmurna is going to say like this. Let me explain it outside and see it inside then. He's saying as the din of motive of Rob explains, somebody did you a great favor. You lend your money. Lending a favor is one of the biggest favors you can do to some, for someone. To look in his face and say, I owe you zero. The, the chutzpah that that requires is something that generally most people cannot do. A person cannot have the chutzpah to say, I don't owe you anything. Therefore, in most cases, what they would say is, "Yeah, I owe you something. I owe you something in that order to <laughs> deflect that sense of, the guy did you a favor. Now, it's very possible that the guy himself really wants to pay back the full amount. But why can't he pay back the full amount right now? Doesn't he doesn't have the money. That's why only only part. That's why the Torah says, "For this guy, make him take an oath, because we want to have it on, We want to make it on record that he does owe you the full amount, because we know most people." if they really don't want to steal from you. And they, they're not going to swear falsely. They'll admit that they owe the full amount. So this guy who's, who is admitting partially, doesn't want to be a call. Since he doesn't want to be a call, that's why he's admitting part. But that doesn't show that he's telling the truth, because really it could be that he owes the full amount. He just doesn't have it right now. That's why we make him take an oath. But that for only applies by a Milva. By a picodon the guy you, you're doing the guy a favor he's not doing you a favor you're watching for him so you have if you wanted to lie you have no reason to deny the full amount no embarrassment so there, there's no embarrassment over there so therefore buy a mill, if a guy's denying the full amount it creates a certain believability because you wouldn't Blatantly, Chutzpah. And the guy say it. so. They're the believable. You don't have to take an oath on that. So, but by, by a picodon, you don't have that because you don't you're not embarrassed from the guy. Therefore, even in a case of a kov <laughs> <or> a kol, <laughs> we're required to make a shvur. That's the distinction that the more is saying in in explaining. <laughs> so, Ma'az says like this. So, Maura says is that uh, what's the place. Maishna Milva. What's it then by Milva that you need a mix mixas, whereas you don't need it by the case of picodon like Rabbi explained, Why is it that we require when a person is Motiv us that he has to take an oath? Right? Why don't we just Why don't we just believe him? The is already he must be telling the truth. He could have said the whole, He could have denied the whole thing. This guy couldn't deny the whole thing. Why couldn't the guy deny the whole thing? Because Chazaka ain't not amazed if nei Khova. guys, there's a, a presumption guy does not have the chutzpah to be a kofra call in front of the person who lent him money. Now the Chorah, so therefore he really wanted to deny the whole thing, but he can't deny the whole thing because of his chutzpah. So therefore he only admitted part. Now, okay, Now that and the reason that he. Uh, it doesn't, he doesn't deny the whole thing, it's a little redundant in the wording here, is Mishumda, ain't out of because uh, he, does, he doesn't have chutzpah. But it could be that really the guy doesn't want to lie. So, le, he really wants to admit to the whole amount. But what's stopping him from admitting to the whole amount? I can't admit to the whole thing, because... Uh, but uh, so uh, so tava kule because if I do admit to the whole thing, he's going to then want me to sell my properties. He's going to claim the whole amount. I don't have the whole amount now, liquid to give him. I don't want the headaches of having to sell stuff to give it to him right now. So they Let me let me slip away a little bit by saying I only own part right now. But I'll do a lezu. I'll do. But until I have the money Uparana and then I'll pay him the full amount. therefore Rachmana shvuah, lo, the Kodesh Baruch Hu puts a shvuah on him. Kiech the loan the be kulah. They should write. I don't want. We don't want you slipping away from the guy. We want you admitting to the full amount right now. The God be milvud the ikulamei mahachid. That svara only applies in a case of a loan. Avad God be kaddon may is may is there. You got to have the chutzpah to be may in front of him. So therefore, in such a case, in in by by be kaddon, you don't need a mode mix. So it's a machlok. Because according to Rav Yochanan, you need mode mix even by be kaddon, and according to Rav rav Chiyah, to to. To, 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 to by Yosef only by Milva. Tani Rami Bar Chama Rami Chama taught in a Brisa. Arba Shomrim. There are four types of Shomrim in the Torah. Tzrich and Kfir of a mixus a mixus. Now this Brisa is supporting the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan that you need both more to mixus even in a case of Shmira of a Shomer, not just in a case of a loan, right? In order to machayev, you need to have both a kfirah, deny of part of it, and an admission to part of it. The Elohein, who are they? The Shomer Chinam, the guy you're asking to watch for free, the Shoah, the guy who's borrowing something from you, the Nozhe the person who you're paying to watch, and the Socher, and the one you're renting. This is machlokas where the Socher, a renter, is like a Shomer Chinam or Shoah Socher. It's machlokas. We'll get to it in Baumatziah, please God. So, I'm a rova. My time to rami Chama, what's the reason for Rami Bar Chama, that you need to have modem and mixers by the Dalit Shomrim. So Shomer Chinnam behead yeksebe. Shomer Chinnam, we said beferish. It said in the parsha, ki in Shomer Chinnam. So you applies by Shomer Chinnam, you need mahotem mixers in right. So therefore, ki that's written by Shomer Chinnam. What about Shomer Sachar? You all have Nasina and Nasina with Shomer Chinnam. We have a Xerish Show that's the word Nasina ki by Shomer Chinnam. That applies to Shomer Sachar. We link it together. Alright? Shoel, the parsha of Shoel connects to the parsha of Shomer Socher with the vav, the uh, chi yishal. What's the extra vav? That to connect it. The same way you need hodav a mix of the kriya b'miktas by shomer chinam you also need it by a shawel. Vav most of all in the vav connects to the earlier uh, uh, parsha to teach me something about shawel, which is that you need to have a mixus by shawel too. What about socher? It's a socher. It's a machlokas. Does he have dinim of a shomer chinam adam But either way, whatever din your holy has. He's going to have that chirub of melamixes because of that. Ilaman zamak hainu shomer, uh, shomer sokha, hainu shomer hainu shomer chinam. Jinnam will stop over here. Okay.